0: Welcome to Heart and Soul, the radio show dedicated to all things BDSM. My name is Mistress Elisa. I'm a dominatrix, BDSM counselor, and life coach. Listen, you've got questions, and I've got answers. And I'll be talking to you from my heart and soul. Let's talk about the life you want to live. It's a scary topic for a lot of people. It has been scary for me in the past until I learned a few tricks. Um, I, I think one thing that people can keep in mind or that they should keep in mind is that we are all a part of the human experience. And although my issues may not be yours, I am still human. I am still working on things. I'm still evolving and trying to become a better person. I'm trying to maximize my potential. And there are some things that I've learned along the way that I think my clients can benefit from. And in fact, this um segment is inspired by a client who got this so well and he was doing so well with this that he has actually inspired me. Um, it's encouraging to see a person take the broken pieces of a broken life and look at it and go, there's nothing here. But to find a way to pull those broken pieces together and make something absolutely extraordinary out of it. I don't know if this client that I'm referring to sees that he's on that path, but I do know that he sees that he's pulling his life together and he's he's, uh, doing something amazing with his life and it's encouraging. I don't want to say this person's name. My client's identities are always protected, so I don't want to say this person's name, um but I will tell you a little bit about their story because he's going to come on the show and he's going to be interviewed. He doesn't know that yet, but he will know once he hears this podcast <laughs> so you have been warned, sweetheart, you're going to be on the show and you're going to share your story. so I'm going to give you just briefly some of the highlights this client spent has gotten into debt $150,000 because of addiction. And when he came to me, he was throwing it all away. He was throwing the rest of his life away. It was as if he had just completely given up. Completely. Like there was nothing to live for. There was nothing to fight for. There was nothing to try for. And over the past 65 or so days um, he has completely changed his life he is on a different path and I'm excited about having him on the show to tell parts of his story so today we're talking about creating the life that you want to live here's what you should know about doing just that it is a journey It is a continuum. It's not that you one day create the life that you want to live and then you stop. Or then you're done working. The thing about creating the life that you want to live is that you do that every day. You do it throughout the day. You do it from moment to moment. It sounds like a lot of work and on one hand, it is, but on the other hand, it isn't. Because once you start to train your brain, once you start to train your soul, the, the core of your being, to be in touch with your truth, to acknowledge your truth, to live your truth, then instead of fighting the urge to be distracted, Instead of fighting the urge to run instead of fighting the urge to be destructive, you're so in touch with your truth that you embrace it, you acknowledge it. The struggle is not there so much. It's like you give in to the waves of life. You just give into it, you ride the wave, oh, there's a wave coming. Okay, you give in to it. Oh, there's another wave coming. You give in to it. And so you end up riding the waves of life. And I don't mean to sound too hokey or too out there. I'm not some super spiritual nutcase. That's not what's happening here. But I like the analogy. You ride the waves of life and you go along with it. And so... There's not that struggle, there's not that fight, there's not that, um, those feelings of anxiety, you know, that feeling of always struggling and fighting and being out of harmony with yourself, with the world around you, things start to come together. Um, Maybe another uh, analogy would be, you know, the person who has just broken their life into so many pieces that you, you, you reach down into this mass of just pebbles and clay and dust and you go, what the hell have I done with my life? There's no way I can pull this together. But... You know, I saw something, and I don't know where it was, but maybe it was some sort of Japanese art or something. I don't know. But it was where people had taken these clay vessels, and they uh, the, the vessels had broken. And they pulled the vessels back together again, and they made something unique and beautiful and artistic out of the brokenness. And that is what... I see my clients doing and that is what I want for new clients that come in. It's okay if you you are broken. It's okay if you have broken the pieces of your life. I have met a few people who unfortunately seem to be so broken and so lost that I can't help them. I don't know if if a professional can help them or not i have no idea but but those people have usually done things with um their spirits and their souls that they are lost they have been hypnotized hundreds of times they hear voices they are doing things that they don't remember doing they simply are not in their right minds and they don't have very much to work with you see they have gotten so lost and they're looking for a sexual high anywhere that they can that they have gone beyond the physical and they've started to dabble in things that are of a spiritual nature and honestly i don't touch that stuff that is beyond me and that's too far out there so when i come to when i when someone comes to me and they have been dabbling in uh, you know realms that we can't see and they have been willing to give up pieces of their core self they've been willing to expose their spirits and their souls to another person just to get their fucking cock off i can't deal with those people that is beyond me i look at those people, and I only see brokenness and despair, and I have no idea how to help them. I'm not judging them, but I have no idea where to even start with them. So I've met a few people, maybe a dozen like that, but I would say 95% of the people who have come to me are just broken, and their hearts, you know, and maybe their souls are hurting, but they haven't, begun to give away pieces of their spirit or their soul you know they haven't exposed themselves to the point that other people are are fucking with them to the point of no return so for 95 percent of the people who contact me the question is what is it that you want your life to look like what do you want for yourself what do you need? What are you aching for? What do you dream of? In your wildest dreams, if money were not an issue, then what is it that you would have for yourself? And a lot of times the person will become agitated and frustrated. A lot of times they shut down. Um, There are times where they say, you know, mistress, may, may I be excused? Because this has triggered me. And And I feel myself shutting down. And I respect that. I may have the person just hang in there for three to five more minutes so that they can see that they are indeed okay. And then I excuse them. Because I need for them to see that just because you've been triggered, it it doesn't mean that you have that knee-jerk reaction and you run and you disappear. Hang in there for five more minutes so that you can see that you're okay. If you become overwhelmed when you think about the life that you want to live and you feel so overwhelmed thinking about it, then you probably are of the belief that you don't deserve it or you can't have it or it's a combination of those two things. You feel so overwhelmed that you think, I can't have this. I don't deserve this. This is not something that is available to me then if you're able to acknowledge that, then we can start working. You can start working. Because you have to face that. That's a fear. That's a doubt. That's that's a lie. You have to face that lie and be willing to challenge it. Be willing to look at it head on and say, I don't believe you. Because the same way that you worked yourself into that state of doubt of disbelief that you could have the life that you want. You can actually take those very same steps to pull yourself out of that that hole, that pit, that abyss. I see clients walking themselves out of an abyss every single day. And although I am... One of the people in their lives who is helping to facilitate the journey, I'm actually inspired by my clients. I am actually encouraged by them. Honestly, some of them are my good boys. Some of them are, you know, submissive to me and I am their dominant. But I'm still inspired by the work that they do. And some of the clients are simply there for counseling. But I'm still inspired. I still look at their strength and um, and see them growing day to day to day. And I'm so just um, filled with... You can hear me smiling. I'm filled with this wonderful joy and this delight in seeing them grow. Um, it's incredible. So listen, when I say you are responsible for creating the life that you want to live it it can sound like you know that that message is judgmental and like i'm barking at you and i'm shaking my finger at you saying do it you know do it you need to do it get your shit together and do it i feel like i i took my time with this message because i didn't want the message to come across that way this is actually a a message that I'm sharing with you that is coming from a place of love and encouragement you are responsible for creating the life that you want to live and you are able to do it and you are capable and you are worthy of it I want it to be able to find the right words um, to deliver this message in such a way that it would help the person who is listening and not trigger them, um, not contribute to the despair that already exists um, inside of people who are struggling with sex porn and masturbation addictions. Um, I wanted to make sure that you could hear this and that you could use it, that you could apply it, that you could listen and, and be encouraged from this message. So you are responsible for creating the life that you want to live. What is it that you want for yourself? Do you want to be a better father, a better husband, a better lover, a better human being, a better boss, a better employee? Do you want a combination of these things? What is it that you want? I want you to dream big. I want you to think outside of Um, the scope of the current limitations that you have because in many ways the limitations that you have are limitations that you have either placed upon yourself or that you have embraced as your truth. If it's not your truth, if you have a limitation that is not your truth, then you need to acknowledge what your truth is so that you can start to think beyond that limitation so that you can start to take steps to work through that limitation not work around it this is really important you don't work around a limitation you work through that shit because working around it is um well you have a sexual addiction so what i want you to do is just pretend you're not sexual and um i want you to be chaste and pure for 30 days you know 60 days 90 days i have clients who come to me and say mistress i've not had an orgasm in 90 days i'm on my path and i'm concerned when i hear someone say something like that i'm going oh you're a part of one of those programs aren't you you know one of those programs that tell you that you need to stop being sexual you need to ignore your sexual side you know, it, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. That is working around your truth. Your truth is that you are a sexual being. And it, it doesn't matter what your sexual preference is. None of that matters. You are a sexual being. It, it doesn't matter how high or how low, how low your sex drive may or may not be. It doesn't matter. You are a human being who more than likely was born with sexual organs whose body is full of different types of hormones you are a sexual being to ignore that is to ignore your truth so we don't work around your truth we don't work around your addiction we work through it so what you need to do is look at what your triggers are what triggered you when did you become triggered Um, Who triggered you? Who played a part in it? How did you play a part in being triggered? Did you stay in that space? Did you challenge your addiction? Did you challenge your addictive mind? Pardon me, I continue to mute my microphone because I'm having some problems with my throat, but I really want to get through this message. I've already started five or six times and I'm really trying to get through it this time. Um, But you want to look at those triggers. Who triggered you? How did you become triggered? What did it remind you of? What negative space or what toxic space did you go to when you became triggered? You know, what is it that is playing in your head that's telling you that you can't do it, you can't have it, you're not worthy? Those are the things that you want to address. You don't want to... um avoid the issues you want to face them okay so this is not about um creating a space for yourself where you are not triggered it's about gaining the the wisdom and the strength and the knowledge to be able to face your triggers and work through them and then over time what you start to do is you put those triggers into different categories Maybe there are triggers in life that you can't avoid. So maybe you need to be having a different conversation with yourself. Maybe you need to limit the amount of time and energy that you put into those situations or those people who do trigger you. Maybe what you need to do is separate yourself from um, different people or environments. Maybe you need to cut those people out of your life altogether. There are different ways of looking at this so that you can create a healthy space for yourself so that you are able to not only survive in it, but you can thrive in your space. Not only survive, but thrive. In the beginning stages, you may be looking at surviving. You know, how do I, how do I go from day to day? How am I going to be okay? How do I pull it together so that I'm not destroying myself from day to day, moment to moment? That's a person who's in survival mode. Once you start to get this momentum going, you start to understand yourself better. And some things will just be taken care of naturally. You know, some things you'll just go, I don't want that anymore. I don't need that. I'm working toward a goal. I've got a vision for myself, and this other stuff is noise. I've got a vision for myself, and so I'm not going to engage in this destructive behavior for the next hour. Maybe I can't help myself, but I'm going to put it off for 5 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour. And before you know it, you're putting it off for a day or two or a week and instead of putting it off and creating a void for yourself you you remove that thing from your life slowly and you start to give yourself that is something that is so much more fulfilling and beautiful something that truly fills the voids something that truly feeds your soul and you start to give yourself more of that and this empty addiction suddenly is not so compelling This empty addiction suddenly does not have such a strong hold over you because you have worked through it. Maybe you are realizing that what you really want is to connect. Maybe what you really want is true love. Maybe what you really want is to be comfortable in your own skin. Maybe you hate yourself or you despise yourself or you're disgusted by yourself and you need to address those issues. You can't fix those things by ignoring your addiction. You fix those things by realizing something inside of me has become triggered. I have become triggered and I want to run to my addiction. But because I want to create a different space for myself, I want to be healthy. I want to be whole. I want to be in a uh, a loving relationship with a woman or a man or with my wife I want to have a healthy relationship with my children and I want to teach them so that they don't make the mistakes that I made and I want to pause here because you don't teach children to not make the mistakes that you made by being a hypocrite because they always see it if your children are young they see it if your children are adults they definitely see it So if you are trying to lecture your children and you're being a hypocrite, they will not believe you and they are much more likely to rebel because they see you being full of shit. And why should they put forth the effort to be a decent human being when you get to to have your cake and eat it too? When you get to fuck around and lie and cheat and make their mom suffer and, you know, that's how they're processing it. They see you doing whatever the fuck you want to do. And they see you taking the high road. They see you, you know, putting on your three-piece suit and dressing it up with all sorts of expensive accoutrements. And making yourself appear amazing to the world when really what you're doing is dressing up your pain. They see that. And so if you want to have a positive impact on your children's lives, it is not going to happen because you're full of shit. It's going to happen because you are a person of integrity. It's because you have the balls to tell someone when you're suffering. Don't tell your children, but you not necessarily. I mean, there may be times that you want to have those more intimate conversations with them. But for the most part, this is not appropriate for them. Your children don't have to know your business, but your children will see your lies and your hypocrisy. They see when things are not adding up. They see when you're saying one thing and doing another. They see when you are fooling the world, but you're a shitty human being when it comes to interacting with them or with their mother or mothers, you know, and they see your girlfriends and all of this stuff. So when you're trying to lecture someone, about taking the high road but your high road is nothing more than a farce those who are depending on you to learn life lessons are going to be upset they're going to be frustrated they're going to judge you they may even grow to despise you so you know i have these conversations with my clients and it's like there's an invisible wall. And they they are saying to me, but mistress, I'm doing all the right things. You know, I have stopped this activity. Um, I don't let them see me doing these things. And it's not necessarily just your children. Maybe it's your wife or your girlfriend. There's that wall between you and them. It's because they don't trust you. It's because your legacy has been one of hypocrisy. They don't see integrity in you. And so there is a wall. You can have a good heart. You know, you can want to change. But just because you've had a successful day or a successful week, it doesn't mean that you have fully changed it doesn't mean that you now get to lecture and take the high road and pretend that this this other side of you didn't exist or that it doesn't still exist because those triggers are going to come back around you know the struggle will continue to be there you will be tempted again so when you look at creating the life that you want for yourself remember that it's not just about you you're looking at the relationships that you have the relationships that you have with the people who are important to you and if you are bullshitting yourself they see it you might think that you're dressing it up with your nice watch and your three-piece suit and you know your personal jet let's go there some of my clients are extremely wealthy You're not fooling anyone. You're not fooling anyone. What you are doing is setting yourself up for a bunch of yes men and yes women because they want to impress you because they want something from you. And so look at the space that you are creating for yourself. You're creating a space for yourself where people are saying and doing things to feed your ego because they have figured you out. They have figured out that you're full of shit and they have figured out how to get what they want from you by manipulating you, by saying and doing things that keep you calm, by saying and doing things that make you feel like you are more important, you are more special, by feeding your ego, They are playing you. You are using your position, your money, your prestige, your authority. You're using those things to abuse or to, um, you know, play a game with smoke and mirrors. And they are playing the game with you. But they're playing it so that they can get what they want from you, get what they need from you. You have the wife who is, you know, the stay-at-home wife who doesn't have to work she may not like you she may not respect you but she'll do whatever it takes to make sure that you take care of her and her kids or your kids together for as long as she wants you to take care of them so she's playing the game with you she's passive she keeps her mouth shut but she she keeps her mouth shut with you but she does what she wants to on the side and what i'm doing here guys is i'm not talking to one person, but I'm going through dozens of scenarios that I see on a regular basis. You know, what is the life that you want for yourself? I'm sure you didn't grow up, you know, dreaming of being powerful and rich and important on the surface. You know, you didn't imagine it being nothing more than smoke and mirrors. Maybe you wanted those things so that you could feel good about yourself. Maybe you wanted those things so that you can make an impact in the world. What is the life that you want to live? You don't want a bullshit life so that at the end of your days you go, Wow, I've lived a really shitty life. I've dressed it up well. You know, I covered up all of that shit with, um, you know, great suits. And look at how much money I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody ever saw how how bad things really were. No one ever saw. What if you you get to the end of your time here and you're able to say, I did the best that I could. You know, I lived. I loved. I was loved. I had amazing relationships with people who challenged me, and I challenged them, and we grew together. We loved one another unconditionally. We saw the worst and the best in each other, and we continued to love and support one another. What if you can do that with yourself? What if you can do that with your family and your friends and your co-workers and your boss and your bosses? What if you can live your life in such a way that you are living your truth and and when we and we all have to leave what if when you leave you can look back and you can look at the things that you did well the things that you did not so well you can look at the things that you learned the things you didn't learn you can look at all of it and you can say i did the best that i could and wow it's been an amazing fucking journey i i don't know who said this and i know that i don't know the quote but there was someone who said something like you know i don't want to get to the end of my life and you know have no uh, basically have everything be pristine you know just get there and just be as clean as a whistle and you know look like i've just been taking a stroll what they said was i want to get to the end of my life and i want to look like a person who has fucking lived it you know like i i i went through those struggles and i kicked their asses you know i faced my challenges i didn't run from them i faced my challenges and i took them on and you see when you live your life like that it, you you can't stroll through life you are actively working on your journey you have a vision of what it is that you want for yourself and you are determined to work through that you are determined to get it you are uh, uh, determined to accomplish that goal so you're not going to get to the end of your race if you will to work with another analogy you don't get to the end of your race with your hair intact and there being no perspiration and your your joints not hurting and you being fatigued and bent over and panting as if every breath is you know so easy you get to the end of your journey and it's like oh my god I did it I did it and and this is what we do this is the work that we do and, and and let me say that it's, it's not a struggle. It's not, you know, hard work where, you know, it's just like, oh, my God, I hate this journey. You actually end up falling in love with the journey. The reason that we have such a hard time on the journey is because our pride or our fear gets in the way. And, you know, instead of just giving in to the waves of the journey, we are fighting and struggling and splashing and kicking and, you know, doing all of this extra stuff. And it's like, no, just give in to the journey. It it really can be quite pleasant and quite beautiful. It doesn't mean that life becomes perfect. It doesn't mean that life suddenly is void of problems or challenges Or situations that don't have potential lessons that you really need to focus on and pay attention to. And you need to get something from it. Life still has all of those things in store for us. But we need to get them. If we don't get those experiences, then we are the ones who lose. What is it that you want your life to look like? What is the life that you want to live for yourself? You are responsible for creating it. And again, I'm not saying that in a judgmental way, in a harsh way. I'm saying you are responsible for it. But not only are you responsible, but you're capable and you're worthy. You're worthy of that amazing fucking life that uh, allows you to just smile spontaneously throughout the day. That allows you to um, interact with people in such a way that you give love and you receive love. You, You are... Worthy of a life that allows you to see and be seen. You know, you don't have to walk around with your protective gear on all the time. You don't have to walk around with your Superman cape on all the time. You don't have to walk around as if you were on stage and ready to perform and ready to go all the time. If you treat the people around you well... And they are there for you when you're not Superman. If you choose wisely and you engage in a, a manner that is full of integrity and honesty and truth and in a loving fashion with the people in your life, and if you choose people like that, then life becomes more fulfilling. You're not just stuck with some Barbie who has triple F tits and lips that are so huge that you can't see the rest of her fucking face. You're not stuck with some woman who is so full of fucking Botox that she can't even smile. You're. Let's meet somewhere in the middle. You know, doing work on yourself can be quite nice. I'm not saying you shouldn't take care of yourself. But when you go so far that you just think that you are this frozen figurine Barbie. And if that is what you are attracted to, and that is what you aspire to have, to possess, and to own, then you're not really looking for someone that you want to share your life with. What is that frozen figurine going to give you when you take your cape off and you show that you're human? What is that 21-year-old Barbie going to offer you when you tell her that you came home Um, from uh, when you come home from a long day's work and you're disappointed and I don't know you had to fire someone or you got fired she's going to be thinking cha-ching oh my god I, I can't rack up those credit card bills she's going to try to get you to get another job she's not going to help you process and work through that and encourage you she's not going to help you to see the light at the end of Uh, the light and the rainbow she's thinking about her next gucci purse her next pair of versace boots is that what you want for yourself if it is then embrace it and i tell my clients that all the time if that is truly what you want for yourself then fucking own it but don't come to me complaining when that 21 year old barbie's um attitude toward you is that you're nothing more than a sugar daddy Because she's nothing to you, nothing more to you than a trophy. If you want a trophy, get a trophy. If you want a trophy who also has a brain, then get a trophy that also has a brain. But if all you want is a trophy so that you can impress people that you know and people that you don't know, because you can afford to buy another human being, then live that and own it. But don't complain about it, especially with me. Don't complain about it because I'm not having it. That's what you wanted. That's what you chose. Now, if you're interested in changing that, then uh, maybe you and Barbie go to counseling. You know, maybe you tell Barbie that you need more from her. But there's only so much that a 21, 22-year-old Barbie who is obsessed with, you know, the Kardashians, uh, there's only so much that that person can offer you. So you guys need to make decisions wisely about your lives. What do you want your life to look like? And when you decide what you want your life to look like, you need to keep in mind that that image is not just for you. We are social creatures. You're going to be surrounded by someone. Someone is going to be in your life. And if you don't choose wisely, then you're going to find yourself surrounded by people who are attracted to you for a myriad of reasons. Some of the reasons may be healthy and some of them may not. Some of them may be to your benefit and maybe some of them won't. So you need to choose what you want, what you're looking for who you want in your life, what kind of relationship you want with that person. And you need to choose the people who are in your life carefully. You need to think about the way that you interact with those people. Are you being dismissive? Are you being abusive? Are you being a dictator? Are you being manipulative? Are you holding your purse strings over that person's head? Are you trying to control them? Are you open and vulnerable? Are you um, willing and able to connect in a meaningful fashion? Are you a person of integrity? Are you a person of truth? Do your words and your actions match? Are you a fucking asshole? Are you a shitty human being? If you are and you like being like that, then all I can say is own that shit and be willing to embrace all that goes with it. Are you a loving, responsible, caring human being? You know, who who knows what he wants and who knows who should be around him? Don't live beneath your potential. Maximize your potential and choose people who will be on that journey with you because you're not going to be the same person today or in 20 years that you are today. You will either be worse or you'll be better, but you never stay the same. I guarantee you that. I've never seen a person be the same. We may say, oh, you know, he or she hasn't changed at all. Usually, what that means is they are a worse version of who they were, or they are a better version of who they were. If they were kind, then they are kinder. If they were assholy, then they are more of an asshole. But you're going to be a better or worse version of the person that you are today. Choose wisely, it's a decision. Who you become, who you are, how you evolve, those things are decisions. The people who are in your life, whether they feed your soul and spirit or whether they are like fucking parasites and they drain you, whether they attack you or they encourage you, they love you, support you, they discourage you, you are, for the most part, as adult men, you are choosing who is in your space? Now, of course, you've got some, you know, like family issues there. You're looking at something different. You're looking at open communication and you're looking at boundaries or you're looking at restricting the amount of time that you spend around those people. But for the most part, you know, you want your family and your life if you can have them there. You know, and so you're looking at communication. You're looking at making choices And not being a victim, life isn't happening to you. You are actively creating the life that you want to live. You are actively creating the life that you want to live. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. None of us are. And that is not an expectation that is placed upon you. You're not expected to be perfect. But you are expected to make choices. You are expected to tell the truth. If you screwed up, you screwed up. Talk about it. Figure out how you got to that point. You know, if you gave in to temptation, then why did you choose to do that? Not this happened to me. Why did you choose to do that? And when you choose to not give in to your addiction, why did you choose to do that? What is it that you envision for yourself? What is it that you're fighting for? And we talk about that on a constant basis. We don't just celebrate the fact that you didn't give in to your addiction that day or that week or that month or that quarter. We don't just celebrate or that year for some clients. We don't just celebrate it. We remind you constantly. We talk about that constantly. So what is it that you're fighting for? What is it that you're working toward? What is it that you envision for yourself? And slowly but surely, you transition from the life that you want to live being a dream and being some obscure idea to, oh my God, I'm actually living the life that I wanted for myself. You see, it's in those individual steps that you're taking. It's step by step. It's day by day. It's moment by moment for some people. But you find your way. You get there. It's a journey. You have to communicate with yourself. You need encouragement. You need support. You need accountability. I offer those services but some people are not a good match for me. I offer those services and some people can't afford my services. And that's what these podcasts are for. Find a counselor, find some support system, find something or someone that works for you. But when you are when you are like lost in addictive patterns, you don't come out of them because you scratched your itch one last time. And this is the last time that you scratch that itch. I hate it when people say that. You can tell from the scratch an itch. What, what the fuck? Are you three years old? You're not scratching an itch. You're an addict. You're not scratching an itch. You're in trouble. This is not a flea bite. This is your life. It's not an itch. You don't scratch it. You're actively engaged with an addiction. You're actively engaged with an addictive pattern. And if you want to overcome it, you need to remind yourself of what you're fighting for, what you're working toward. You need to make clear choices about who is in your life and to what extent you are open to those people mentally, emotionally, physically. It's all about choices. It's all about integrity and truth. It's all about communication. In other words, you can't half-ass any of those things. You have to 100% be committed to communication. 100% be committed to honesty and integrity and truth. I hope that this makes sense. This podcast is a lot longer than the others, but it needed to be. There was so much to be said. Alright guys, this has been Mistress Elisa. My voice is worn out, and I'm hoarse as fuck, but I really wanted you guys to hear this I wanted you to get this message today so I hope that it has been encouraging and or helpful maybe a combination of the two if you're interested in my services go to www.alisacoaches.com a-l-i-s-a-c-o-a-c-h-e-s.com take care